part two, we're going to be talking about cancel culture. Again, before we dive back into this awkwardly uncomfortable topic, uh, we just want to encourage you. We love hearing from you. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want us to talk about. It really, really helps us when you give us feedback. Yeah. It, yes. We love it when you subscribe rate share it with your friends it's such a big win for everyone it makes it go if so if they do a review is further. it possible that lisa might read it yeah i'm going to say that in a minute oh, but you here's are? the thing that's <laughs> not this is my open oh, okay. okay that's true so um i don't know if you know this but conversations with john and lisa is actually part of a larger podcast family we have let's talk about it with sons and daughters and we have the godmother with yours truly and as john so uh mentioned already that we sometimes read a review and this one is from i've got a name on this one uh -oh. no numbers uh -oh. camila gregory she said i Hi, love camila. the beers i love the beers they are so full of life and passion and caffeine i said that part <laughs> they have so much wisdom and knowledge it's hard to believe they're in their 60s oh <gasps> do you think that 30 year olds are smarter their podcasts are also encouraging and call you higher camila that's so sweet that is sweet i love I think it's the energy thing. It's the energy thing, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm 30. Yeah. I hope you, I you act like I'm 60 though. <laughs> yes. You don't look like you're 30. Neither do I. So oh, I don't look. Right. Nah, I know. Right. I know. All right. Well, we're diving right back into what we started on the last podcast, part two of cancel culture. When is it right to cancel somebody? When is it right to walk away? Well, I mean, you have um, a couple situations here. Um, first of all, one is found in the Rome, book of Romans. Paul said, watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you've been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving our Lord Jesus. They are serving their own personal interests. And by smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive the innocent people. Now, in another epistle, <clears throat> he said, when you've got people like that, you are to take someone over there right, to right. them and talk to them about it, then take the to the church, and if they still listen, he said, treat them. If they don't listen, yeah. Right, yeah. as a sinner, but yeah. with the hope that they will repent and change. Jesus actually says that, if I go over to Matthew 18, I mean, he's, these, Paul's right. just bouncing off of what right. Jesus said, and I, we've already talked about it, so let's just go over to Matthew 18. <clears throat> I think it's so important that we, all right, if a, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the person listens and confess it, confesses it to you, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again mm -hmm. so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. Now, this is out of the mouth of Jesus right. who ate with tax collectors. So in right. the sense of what he's saying is you don't not love them anymore. We love the pagans and the tax collectors, he's saying, but we don't take them into right. our circle as a brother or sister in Christ. We have to actually treat them as an outsider. Does that mean we shun them? It means that we still no, love we them. No, we don't shun them. You, right. you still love okay. a tax collector. You still love a, right. a, a sinner. So you still are kind, tenderhearted, mm -hmm. compassionate, but you're not going to give them the secrets of your heart. You're not going to open up your, 
your 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 life to them, so right. to speak. You have to set up that boundary that's going to protect from any harm, not only between you and them, but them and, and the others you love. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay, I want to make sure it's making sense here. But there is another epistle. Go ahead, babe. What are you no, looking I, at? I I'm, see actually, I'm trying to find one in particular um, that I was looking for. But, I mean, to me, there it, there's so much in this. I mean, I'm just... Reading James, it says, if you do not act kindly, then you will not receive kind treatment. So what does kind look like? Well, you know, kind looks like love. So if I am kind to somebody, the kindness leads them to repentance. The kindness of God led me to repentance. So if I model my father's behavior and I think somebody is in error or I think somebody's wrong, you know, like we've, we've all just seen... Uh, bad behavior, you know, recently publicly, somebody behaved really badly and slapped somebody. So here's the thing, but kindness would bring him to a place of repentance of, Hey, I understand a, B and C, but that never is going to justify D, E and F. So we're going to create an atmosphere of kindness, an atmosphere of restoration, those kind of things, believing for a better thing in the future. You know, what's interesting. I read a public apology by that person who did the slap. Yeah. And it was really profound. Oh, good. I mean, he's like, I am ready to yeah. accept the discipline that I'm being handed. I am so sorry for the, Which the pain that I've me caused about him, the person, person's character, the person's family, the people yeah. that were in attendance. I am horrified. I'm going yeah. to get help so that this doesn't happen again. I'm like, that but yet, yet like people, people just want, people just want to crucify him still. Yeah. And you're just like, no, let's rejoice that somebody is saying, Hey, and I was help. really, really and, and wrong. In responding to probably not a wise behavior, I yeah. was really, really wrong. Yeah. I don't know how I'd feel if and I was in this place. And let's restore. Right. Even if they're not believers. I mean, when, when people see us do that in this, in this society of cancel culture, they're going to say there's something different about right. you. Right. Why are you, why do you have so much mercy and love and kindness to extend to somebody that has made such a grave, grievous mistake? It's because we all made grievous mistakes that were extremely offensive to our heavenly father. Yet he chose to send his only son to die in our place. And I'm like, we're supposed to be imitators of God, our father. And that shows the world there is a living God. So I remember, and I'm going to probably paraphrase it, not say it accurately. One of our pastors that we were under said, one of the greatest measures of somebody's spiritual maturity is their reaction to other people's sins. That is so true. So if they are like, that's it. I hate you. I'm canceling. I always knew you were that's wrong. That's an immature I always believer. Right. So they said it is a sign of maturity when you actually pause and have grace and have mercy, like grace, believing that they can walk into something better mercy saying, you know, I'm not going to judge them, but having an awareness. And, and I, again, I want, I can't emphasize it enough that we're in a season where God is, he's, he's shaking some stuff. And, you know, at any point, one of us could find our our, our instability exposed, but God is always shaking. So that which is unshakable is the only thing that will remain. Like you talk about God refines us. He refines us like gold, but not in heat, but in the furnace of affliction. And so when we go through hard times, it's, it's natural that people are going to actually have 
a reaction that they shouldn't necessarily have. It's whether they justify it and stay in that. And we were talking as we were preparing for this, that one of my favorite things to think about is that cancel culture measures people by how many times they fall. But God measures people by how many times they get back No, up. that's really good. Because it says a righteous man wow. falls seven times, and seven but he times gets, gets back, back up. up. And so we need to stop. We need to stop itemizing the falls and itemizing the get back up. The yeah. learn from. How do you even learn? It, like every time you make a mistake, it's an opportunity to learn to do better. But if we cancel people, all we're going to do is heap shame and condemnation and isolation and nothing, nothing that wounded grows good in isolation. They need community. They need people to come alongside them and, and spur them onto good works instead of shame them and cut them off. Yes. And, you know, Lisa, it's really important to point out you extend that forgiveness. You extend that restoration, I should say, not forgiveness. You always forgive. Unconditionally, you always forgive. But you restore somebody when there is repentance. Yeah. God restored us when we repented. And so if somebody's belligerent and they go, no, yeah. I'm, me I'm meant to do yeah. that and yeah. I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah, and no you don't, I don't yeah. care what you say. Well, that is when you now try to bring two other people. You try to bring it you know, to a place where they can see the error of their way. But if they don't, then you don't restore them back to the place of authority or right. leadership or, they could do damage. or influence, right. right? They can yeah. do damage. And so it's really important that we understand there is a place for, for um, putting somebody out, but yet with the hopes that they're going to be brought back in. Well, I mean, even Paul, when that guy in Roman, in first Corinthians five, he's sleeping with his stepmother and he professed to be a believer. Paul said, I cannot believe you church. You have not put this man out of the fellowship. He said, I've already judged him. Now, he's not judging the guy's motives. He's judging his actions. And he's not sending him to hell. He's just saying, he said, this I've judged him, And I'm turning him over to Satan yeah. so that when his flesh is beat up, he's going to come to his senses with the wait, hopes wait. that he's going to... Can you pause a second? Tell us what that means. If somebody is turned over to Satan, what does that even mean? I'm going to tell a story that may cause. Well, wait, wait. I, I'm going. To, I'm going to answer it with a okay, story. All right. I'm going to tell a story that is going to cause some people to shiver, but I want you to hear the whole story. I'm. I'm in a youth group uh, speaking at a youth camp, big youth camp. This is back in the 1990s, and um, there were so many kids that were repented of sexual immorality and rebellion and lying, and I mean, it was it was a glorious thing, and it was it is to this day the most powerful youth camp I've ever seen the Spirit of God move in, right? Well, the last night, I thought it was just going to be an amazing service because of all the repentance that had gone on. And I went in, there was a heaviness. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is going on? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I have reached out and reached out and reached out, but there is a person that's not responded. And I want you to, I want you to, to address them. And I said, hey, there's a person even in all these services this week, this is the final night, right? I said, you've not responded. I'm going to give you a chance. God wants to give you a chance. God is calling you back to repent of your rebellion. And a few kids came forward, but I knew it wasn't them. You felt like the one that was supposed to come hadn't come. Hadn't come. Yeah. And I didn't know who it was. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> and um, the Holy Spirit said, give him another chance. So I, I did another call. I think one or two kids more came. Still, I knew. Well, then the Holy Spirit tell, said this to me. Tell them that if they don't come, they're going to experience judgment. And I thought, whoa, okay, so I said it. 
And then the Holy Spirit said to me, tell him the judgment that's going to happen. And out of my mouth comes these words before I could even stop him. I said, you're going to be in a head-on car collision wreck in three weeks. And I went, oh my gosh, what did I just say? I was, hor- I, was, I was horrified. But I knew it was God, and the service, the rest of the service was like glorious, right? Well, the youth pastor called me like two to three months later, and he is so excited. He said, John, there's a girl in our large youth group. She was, I mean, so difficult, so rebellious, so hard to deal with. And he said, John, I knew you were talking to her. And she just sat there with her arms crossed and didn't do a thing, right? He said three weeks later, she, on her way to school, got in a head-on car collision accident. Car went down into a ditch, rushed to the hospital. I go, she repented. And he said, John, she she was released from the hospital a few weeks later. And now she is so on fire. Wow. She is probably one of the most on fire kids in my youth group. Now. Well, wait a minute. So she was turned over. Scriptural. I believe yeah. she was turned over. Well, that wreck was not from God. It was, that it wreck was, it was, was the enemy. De- it was her decision. Because, it was her decision. Yeah, Number she one, she's just belligerent. I'm not going to repent. I'm not going to change. So that wreck wasn't from God. There is nothing evil that can come from God. Okay. So I believe that that wreck. He, he backed away his protection. I believe that she went through that, but yet God protected her life. So maybe when you turn somebody over to Satan, it's actually about a removal of protection. Uh, yeah. Because it's interesting, even in Judges chapter 4, when it's talking about uh, in the, the time of Deborah, it said that because the people of Israel had gone back into idol worship, it said God sold them into the hands of King Jabin. I mean, it says God sold them. And it says that in in Judges chapter two as well, God sold his people. And so God will actually take us out to get us to cry out. So I think that that was a great statement. I think that's what happened is when somebody is turned over, it's not rejection. It's a, I'm lifting the protection. I'm putting you under an oppressive ruler because that's the way you've lived has lifted the protection so that you will cry back out for me. Okay, so let's let's just let's just go let's go on along that lines, Lise. Let's go to First Corinthians eleven, <laughs> and you've got Paul, and this is just this is mind blowing. This and, and and people won't even read the scripture; they get so scared of it. But Paul is talking about this 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 church that is willfully sinning. They're, you know, and, and, and the sin that they're committing is not important. What's important is they're just willfully sinning. And he said, he said this to them. He said, so that is why you should, and this is 1 Corinthians 11, verse 28. That is why you should examine yourself before eating bread and drinking the cup. Oh, for yeah. if you eat the bread and drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ. So that's the specific yeah. sin they're committing. Yeah, communion. You are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. In other words, you're sinning willfully and you're eating. Now listen to what he says. That is why many of you are weak and sick and some have even died. Okay, okay now wait a minute. This? Wait, what verse this is, is verse this? 30. Now I'm going I'm to make a really strong statement here and I want everybody to listen to me. See, he I've did got not say. I've got it highlighted. He did not say that is why all of you are sick, weak, and die prematurely. Yeah, I said so. There are people, just because we live in a fallen world, there are demonic powers that go through hardships yeah. in life. I mean, the disciples said to Jesus, Did this guy's mom and dad sin, or did he sin that caused him to be blind? And Jesus said, Neither one. Right. Because 
It wasn't sin that caused this. He it's the it fact the that we live in a fallen world and for the glory of God. However, Paul does say, this is why many of you are, are weak, sick, and some even die. Now listen to this. But if we would, and he's talking to the church, if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way. Yet when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned with the world. So God- Wait, wait, I want to read the message paraphrase. Oh God, so here we good. go, here we it go. It says, that's why so many of you, even now are listless and sick, and others have gone to an early grave. If we get this straight now, we won't have to be straightened out later on to be confronted by the master now, then face a fiery confrontation later. So when Paul nice. said, I'm turning that guy over to the destruction of yeah. the flesh, there was a purpose. Yeah. He's turning him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that he might be, be saved on the day of our Lord Jesus. So that's, he's saying, that's counter he's saying, culture. It's, it's, he, he, and this is, this is what he's saying. I would rather that guy go through a lot of hardship here than spend eternity separated from God for his willful, continuous, blatant immorality that he's committing. And so um, I'll never forget when a, a pastor said to me, he said, I'm in prison right now, not because God judged me. It's because it was God's mercy on my life because he so looked he at me restored. right in the eyes and yeah. he said, if I would have kept living the way I was living, John, I would have ended up in hell forever. So, hey, that is when it is important for us to sort of speak, I don't like the word shun, but put somebody away. We don't so that, shun, we yeah. just remove the protection. It's out of a yeah. loving motive yeah. so that they come to their senses. Yes. The prodigal son came to his senses yeah. his father when he didn't was chase in after a him. pig pen. Right. And you know what? His dad came running to him with gifts. When, when he, he came when back. He, just, he didn't even say, I'm sorry. The dad knew it. Hey, he's repented. He's had a change of mind, a change of heart. I'm going to bless him like crazy now. And that is actually God's love for us. Because if you let that guy keep sleeping with his stepmother in the church, one day he's going to die in that sin. And one day he's going to experience eternal separation. And God's like, I would much rather you suffer in this earth than for you to suffer eternally. Or even a fiery confrontation can mean everything that you labored be burnt. You know, you could even be saved, but everything you yeah, labored, you burnt. I want to close with the scriptures. Ephesians 4.32, and this is the ESV, says, be kind to one another. Wait a minute, you're, you're, you're going away from the message? I am tenderhearted, oh boy, forgiving go. one another as God in Christ forgave you. Listen, That's so good, I enjoyed baby. the message, but I tend to write from ESV. I love the message, so, too. All right. So how do we process forgiveness with cancel culture? Maybe there's somebody listening and they feel like they've been canceled. What, where do they go from here? How do they, how do they forgive those people? Two wrongs never make a right. And Lisa, I, I was in unforgiveness with somebody for basically canceling me. Uh, and that I was in unforgiveness for over a year and I was literally tormented. Jesus said, when you refuse to forgive, you're turned over to the tormentors. I was tormented in, internally in my mind. I was so in prison, but yet when I forgave him, and he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't do a thing to earn my forgiveness. When I chose to forgive him, I was released from the torment, the turmoil that I was living in for over a year. And it so, would it be safe wrongs, to say you forgave him because you had a revelation of what you had been forgiven of? I had a revelation. The, the revelation that God gave me is that if you can't forgive, you've forgotten what you've been forgiven yeah. of. Jesus forgave us of the unpayable debt. 
we should have burned in hell forever and ever and ever. Yet he said, I choose to forgive you. And that kind of mercy has been deposited as believers in our heart. We have the ability to forgive that way. And the question is, are we going to listen to our flesh? It's mad and angry, wants to get even. You don't always feel like it. Or are we going to listen to our heart that says, the love of God shed abroad, and you have that ability to forgive just like Jesus forgave you. And so I want to lead people in prayer right now. Yeah, Lisa, I, I just, uh, if you have been really hurt. Or and you, you are have afraid had, of being canceled, either been canceled, yeah. afraid of being canceled. Either af- one. Meaning you, you're living in the fear of man. You can't, you can't speak, you can't live under the fear of the Lord. You can't, right. you know, or, or you're just living a constant fear. You know, we want to pray for those people. Yes. Fear Heavenly Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters that are listening right now. And Lord God, we are asking that you would shed abroad the love of God in their heart, that they would forgive even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven them. That Father, first of all, if they've been canceled, that they would forgive those who have canceled them. That they would actually extend love and kindness to them. That they would bless those who have cursed them. That they would do good to them that have cut them off. Father, if it's the other way around, we ask that Lord, that no one that's listening No believer would cancel and shun somebody permanently because of their sins and their mistakes, but that they would, in as much as possible, live peaceably. That they would, Lord, hope for reconciliation. Lord, there may need to be a time period of separation where that person can come to their senses. But Father, all in the hopes, may their hearts stay hopeful for the reconciliation, and may they forgive those that have done the offensive behavior so that they may not be imprisoned as well. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we just rebuke the enemy now, the spirits of division, strife, and discord and disharmony that have attacked our brothers and sisters, their homes, their businesses. We just break the power of the enemy now and we just release your love and your forgiveness in these situations. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, listen, we want to thank you for tuning in. Please, it really helps us if you rate, review, and subscribe. It makes the show go out further to to more people. It's actually one of the number one ways for us to reach more people. So if this yeah. has been a blessing to you, reach out to others. And we, we're actually doing a little podcast challenge, John. We are going to ask people on our podcast to download the Messenger X app and then share it with two people. That's a great we challenge. We are believing that we've got the best podcast audience ever. And if they do this, that app, the Messenger X app, because if you haven't downloaded it, you want to download that. It's got and courses, Lisa, books. It's got sons and daughters on there. It's got right. everything on and there. And Lisa, yes. I shared with two people this week, Messenger X. So I've, I've, I've done it already, but I'm going to do it I more. Five. And I want to say this, that there is the bait of Satan. And there yeah. is the course, the bait. So we've yeah. got the Beta Satan audiobook Which on is Messenger perfect X. for cancel culture. Yep. And we've got the Bait of Satan course. So if you'd rather just do a course, you know, six short 15, 20-minute lessons, that's you can go that way. Or you can do the book and just listen to the book. I love that. Okay. Well, until next time, this has been Conversations with John and Lisa Bevere. Thanks for listening to Conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows in the Messenger Podcast Network, including The Godmother with Lisa Bevere and Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. 
You can also connect with John and Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget, you can download the Messenger X app today in the App Store. Until next time.